It's the KV Pod. Let's get it. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Emily and Shaleen are here, which is great because I don't think the trifecta has podcasted in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Over a year. Over a year. Yeah. Um, and so we wanted to take an opportunity to kind of have a nice reunion. Sorry, I was just laughing, remembering that the last time that we podcasted, then my stomach was huge and I was grumpy. <laughs> Not much has changed, honestly. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> For those of you that don't understand Shaleen's <laughs> reference here, she's not pregnant. No. But you still look great. Oh, and your stomach's thanks. not huge. And you're not Thank grumpy. You. She's just she's getting tired. She's Sometimes. gonna be tired by you're the just, end of this you're episode. You're not grumpy, you're hot. That is very warm it's up very here. Very hot. But thank you. Mm-hmm. I was oh, too yeah, late on that. that. Too. I was too late on that. <laughs> yeah. Literal heat advisories it's today. Quite warm. Excessive heat warning. Yeah, I've got the AC blasting, but Anyway, yeah, that aside, we, uh, I wanted to just take this opportunity, and I, and I know Emily has been looking forward to this for mm-hmm. some time to come on and talk about baby William, mm-hmm. who tragically and suddenly passed away a little over a year ago. Um, Shirlene and I have podcasted, kind of telling that story a little bit on a different show, but we wanted to have Emily share her perspective, and I know, Emily, also, you wanted to share. Mm-hmm your perspective because you were you were right there um mm-hmm. in yeah. the midst of the whole ordeal and so we definitely just wanted to take an opportunity to hear your story and hear your heart and your perspective mm-hmm. I guess on on baby William and so um that's probably I mean that's the main reason why we haven't podcasted in so long but yeah, that's, I, yeah. um mm-hmm. I'm getting to a place where I think we're able to get back into it, and Shalene and I are podcasting and stuff like that, and uh, I think we should start doing this way more often than we have been. Yeah, so. I think it's it's been enough time, maybe, to mm-hmm. start it again. Yeah, um, but before we get back to normal KV pod conversations and talk <clears> about <throat> movies and stuff like that, we want to just kind of address, I don't know, for lack of a better phrase, an elephant in the room of like, yeah, our baby William is not here anymore, and mm-hmm. we really miss him, mm-hmm. and so... Uh, we want to talk about him. We want to honor him, yeah. Honor him and remember him and and in a way celebrate him. Yes. Celebrate his story and his life because we love him a lot. Mhm. So Okay. Anyway, do we need to take care of the the child and Annie does need to go potty. I'm so sorry. Do that. Here, let's pause and then we can come back. <laughs> yeah. Also, can I get tissues somewhere? Yes. All right, we're back. We're back. Sorry. The child is pottied and we're ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I can. I don't know if I can lead off or if Emily, if you want to lead yeah, off. Yeah, you can lead off. Yeah. Yeah. So William was due on Jan- January, June. Mm-hmm. Sorry, he was due on June 29th of 2022, and Shalene and I had a doctor's appointment on the 28th. It was like, it was the day before, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Of just like a check in, and it was like, all right, baby William's doing great, um, and then. We were like, cool, he's doing great, and tomorrow's his due date, and so hopefully he'll come on his due date, or I don't know. We kept hearing that, um, we kept hearing that, like, first child children 
mm-hmm. like go past their due date. And so we, I don't know, for some reason I was prepared to be like, ah, I guess we're gonna have to wait longer. But I was kind of secretly hoping he would come by his due date, if not before. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and then strangely enough, um, Shalene like woke me up at like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Shalene. 2.30-ish, but yeah. Okay, wow. What? <laughs> was it really? I thought it was closer to you. Then he called me really fast then. Yeah. He, yeah well, I, we were leaving the house. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Really fast. So Shalene woke me up at 2.30 a.m. Um, of just being like, hey, Daniel, I'm bleeding and it looks like a lot and I don't know what the deal is. And so I was like, all right, go time. So like called mm-hmm. the hospital and I guess long story short, they were like, yeah, you should come in. Um, we'll, we'll check you out. And so we, did we have our bags packed and pretty much ready to go? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had the bags packed and ready to go. And so, and you told a more like detailed version of this on, yeah. Is it on live and learn? Yeah. Live and learn with Daniel flight is my other podcast. Yeah. I'm kind of going skipping through it. Mm-hmm. If you want a more detailed version of the story, it's on that, uh, podcast and we can link that in the show notes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, basically Shalene and I like just like threw the stuff in the car. It's like, we're going to the hospital and the plan ahead of time was for Emily to be there mm-hmm. that day in general. So whenever William comes, Emily yeah. is going to be present and helpful and yeah. I'd take said, pictures and videos. Yeah, I'd said I didn't want to be in the way. And so I had been like, when she goes into labor, like, let me know. But then go to the hospital and get settled and call me once you're settled and then I'll come. Right. That was the original plan. Yes. And so it's like two something in the morning and we're driving to the hospital. And so I went ahead and called Emily mm-hmm. and was like, Hey, you want to come to the hospital? <laughs> kind of jokingly. I'm just like, well, we're first, ahead. first of all, wait, it's two 30 in the morning. And I had Daniel and Shaleen both set to like ring through my sleep tone. And so yeah. I knew if Daniel was calling me at two 30 in the mornings, cause Shaleen was in labor. But my favorite part of that phone call was that two in the morning, I answer the phone immediately wide awake. I'm like, hi. And you go, oh, hi, Emily, it's Daniel Floyd. <laughs> oh, did I say that? <laughs> I mean, That's amazing. I think, yeah, in my mind, it's just like, she's probably delirious. And so yeah. I just need to be like very clear that like who this is. Hi, Emily, it's Daniel Floyd. I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's funny. I do that. I don't know. Side note. I do that formal. even when I like call my mom, like I know she's looking at her phone and it says Daniel is mm-hmm. calling you, but I still be, I'm still like, hi, this is Daniel. So yeah, it was know. just very formal. Yes. But I was just like, Hey, you want to come? Uh, we're heading in. And so I guess you pretty much just got up and started yeah, heading you, that way or you called me and you were like, Hey, I'm really Daniel Floyd. And you're like, um, I think Shelly might be in labor. And I was like, okay, great. And you were like, there's kind of a lot of blood. And I was like, oh, oh okay. And he was like, you were like, but I think she's okay. Um, but you should come now. Yeah. Because the plan was to wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I woke up. I have, I had a, a puppy at the time. I have a dog now. Mm-hmm. But he was, a, <laughs> he was a puppy at the time. And so I called my mom. And I was like, I need you to come over. Because he couldn't be alone all night. And so I think my mom got there in like four minutes it was fast, or something because yeah. oh, wow. I was like, I don't think, I was like, I don't know. The plan was for us to wait a little bit, but Daniel asked me to come now. So can you please get here now? I think I got to the hospital with like less than 10 minutes of you guys calling me, which that sounds about right. We live two blocks from the hospital. Yeah. It would have been a little longer because we were able to check in and get up there 
Yeah. But then you were right you behind had us just because walked I in. hadn't even like gotten undressed. No, you had just like, walked in the hospital room when I walked in. Yeah. So yeah, yeah so you it were was right quick. behind us. It was ma- yeah. maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah. yeah. Whatever check in time was. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So Emily was right there, and then. Here, Emily, you should tell this from your perspective. So, like, you get into yeah. the room, and then, like, Go. what unfolds okay. from there. Yeah. Well, it was just a very weird, like, I don't, I, when Daniel said, like, she's bleeding a lot, I was like, I don't think that's usually normal. But your mind just doesn't go to, like, but it's really bad. Right. I was just like, oh, okay, like, let's go. All right. And then when I got there, everyone's super calm and happy. Daniel was in the room, and you were in the bathroom. But mm-hmm. there was a lot of blood on the floor because you had started to undress when you got in there. Yeah. And yeah, I remember le- that. Kind of left I, a trail. Well, when I took my pants off, yeah. it like gushed again. And I was like, oh. Well, her pants were on the floor and mm-hmm. there was blood on her pants. And so I remember like, I don't know. I, I just was like stressed, a little nervous. And so like the first thing I did was like I cleaned up the blood off the floor and like cleaned up her pants because I was like, no one can see these in this hospital. <laughs> like So I like, cleaned up her pants for her because I knew she wouldn't want them laying there. And she was still in the bathroom. And so I remember I like, got there and we were like, Daniel and I were just chilling. We were like, wow, it's due date. And I remember we like looked up. We were like, only 4% of babies are born on their due date. We're like, nice. look at the statistics. Mm-hmm. And we were both starving. And I had brought pretzel M&Ms and goldfish. Oh, yeah. I remember. And Shaleen like Pretzel comes- goldfish, right? If I remember. No. No, no. I think they were pla- pretzel M&Ms and plain goldfish. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Sorry. And we were starving. And I mean, so was Shaleen, but she couldn't eat anymore. You I had, had a cheese, cheese stick. stick on the way yeah. to the hospital, baby. <laughs> and uh, so t- by the time Shaleen came out of the bathroom, we're like kicked back eating goldfish and pretzel M&Ms, like whatever. And it was just very confusing, I remember, because I was like, I just don't think there should be this much blood, but everyone is acting super chill. So I thought maybe everything was fine. The and nurse was completely chill. Completely fine. She's just like, we're going to get you in bed. We're going to get yeah. you in your gown. And I'm going to check the baby's heart rate. Yes. And I remember, like, Shaleen getting in the bed in her gown and then putting the monitor on. And I do remember being, like, really relieved when we heard William's heartbeat. And his heart rate was, like, 165, I think, or something like I that. Can't, I 164, 165. That sounds right. Yeah. And I was like, I think that's a good heart rate. Like the nurse said something about that. Like his heart rate is fine. And so I was just like, okay. And she was like, I'm going to go call Dr. Speak is on tonight. I'm going to call him. And everyone there was fine. And we started taking pictures. And so I have pictures of you like smiling yeah. in the bed. And, and I wasn't like, in the gown yet. I still have yeah, my Yeah. You were still on. in your clothes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, Dr. Speak got there super fast. Mm-hmm. And I think like the second he walked into the room, it just kind of shifted and everything was like, oh, because he was really serious. And he walked in and my recollection is he walked in and he was like, okay, I'm not going to lie to you. We're pretty concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, his heart rate is fine, but his heart tone Mm-hmm. suggests that he's not getting enough oxygen mm-hmm. and even still then in my brain i was like i feel like this happens to babies a lot during mm-hmm. labor and delivery like they get stressed out from you having contractions and you were having contractions but you were they were small and you were saying i think they're gonna send me home i think they're gonna send me home because yeah. your contractions were so small and you weren't in any pain at all mm-hmm. you were like talking walking right 
like the only thing that was off was that you were bleeding. Mm-hmm. And so he came in and he said that and he was like, I'm going to suggest a C-section. And I was like, um, oh, and I remember he said like, do you guys have any questions? And Daniel asked, like, what are the risks of a C-section? Mm-hmm. And I remember being like... Or I think, yeah, I remember asking, like, what if we don't? I was trying to ask, like... I'm, yes, Because yeah. you're suggesting an emergency C-section, yeah. which sounds like, holy cow, that's, like, that shifts, like, the severity of what's going yeah. on. But he never and, said emergency. Did he, he not? He didn't use that word. But he, sa- he was after. stressing the okay. urgency of it, yes. though. He was like, and we need to do it right now. Yes. Because I remember okay. him saying that, like... I'm an alarmist. And so I was like, put her on a table now. Like as soon as he said that, I was like, get her out. And Daniel was like, what if we don't? And I was like, literally we don't have time for questions. Get her on a table right now. I was so stressed out. I just know that in general, it is good practice to ask more questions. Absolutely. And yeah. just because yes. a doctor goes, this is what I would do. Doesn't mean you should just automatically accept 100%, it. Which so is why I, would... I say I'm an alarmist. Well, <laughs> yeah. And doctors speak like totally answered your question oh, and made space for questions. Yeah. And I didn't know this doctor. Right. No, right. Cause he's, he he's not your official doctor. Sure. He's just the guy that was on call. Yeah. And so I was just like trying to be the responsible, like, can you at least just give me the other side? Absolutely. Yeah. For, so, oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm not questioning that at all. I was no, just in the moment I was like, ah! and so I remember being like, I'm going to go out in the hallway and like give you guys a second. Cause the, the nurses and the doctors. Okay. Well, wait, hang on just a second. Once he said that, the nurse said she's bleeding pretty significantly, and Dr. Speak pulled the blanket back. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was like when I I was like, something's very wrong because the bed had a lot of blood on it. Mm-hmm. And he was doing a really good job hiding his concern, but you can't really hide your concern when you see that. And he looked like slight, fairly alarmed. Mm-hmm. And he didn't say anything, it was just his face. And I remember being like, that was when it really, I was like, something's very wrong because mm-hmm. it was so much. Where in there did the ultrasound happen? Because he came in, he looked at the heart rhythms and the tone, but then they like got the ultrasound machine. And then at some point he saw the blood. And then like after. I feel like it was all happening at the same yeah, time. Yeah, after the ultrasound was when he was like urgency section. I think when he was getting the ultrasound rolled in was when she said there's a fair amount of blood and he looked under the blanket. I think that's right. Yes. And okay. that's when I was like. Ugh. And so then it, 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 I was like something's very wrong. But then he did the ultrasound. And he was like his heart rate is good, but his heart tones are bad. Blah, blah, okay. That, that kind of thing. And so like all he could really say was I think he's not getting enough oxygen. We need to get him out right now. Yeah. And so I, they left the room to go get everything. And I remember being like, I'm going to give you two a second and like step out in the hallway. And I was like giving you two a second slash give me a second to mm-hmm. like, you know, like, ah. and so I went out in the hallway and I remember like really wanting to give you a few minutes, but then I was in the hallway mm-hmm. and they were not hiding their concern anymore. So I don't know if I've told you this, but like, once I got out there, it was very much like, we need to get this team up here, this team up here. Now we need to get this baby out. We need to call the NICU, blah, blah. And I remember like opening the door and being like, I'm really sorry. I want to give you a minute, but I can't be out there right now. And like, you guys were great. You let me back in. And I think we all prayed as we were waiting for stuff. And like, mm-hmm. they got you out pretty quickly. I remember, didn't Dr. Speak push you out? Mm-hmm. Dr. Speak out? and Dr. Driver. Yeah, the and I think Chris oh, the anesthesiologist. I remember yeah. he was so nice, yeah. and he came in. Doctor Speak and Doctor Driver, and then Chris. I think I think they mm-hmm. had three people on my yes. bed because Doctor Driver the nurse, had, Chris, the, yeah. had the my IV. Stuff. I remember him too. That that was the other like, 
okay, this is not good, was he was, came in and said, we're going to get give you one try for, the for spinal. a spinal. And if that doesn't work, we're putting you to sleep. And I was like, oh. except he didn't say that. He said, if that doesn't work, we're going to do general anesthesia. Oh, okay, yeah. And I being the hospital knew I was, was like, sure, sounds good. You're like, I'm I'll not generally even... be anesthetic. Yeah, I was I like, know. I don't I don't really know what that means. Yeah, but then later, generally. I think... Anesthetized. I think also, I think in the shock, I didn't, because I know what that means, you know what I mean? Oh, but it was, later, yeah. it caught up with me of like, oh, oh, dang, they were going to put me to Looking back, sleep. there were so many things that should have given us context clues, and in the moment, we were just in shock, and it was... It was just happening was really 2:30, fast. It was 2.30, 3 in the morning at this point. Yeah. It was a lot. It was yeah. happening super fast. So they took you, and then it's just me and Daniel, and we're sitting yeah. here like, um... They were going to get Shalene prepped in the OR, and yeah. then they were going to let me in. Yes. So but they weren't going to let me in with you. They had to get her prepped and then yeah. get you in for the actual surgery. And then surgery. I had to get scrubbed up and whatever. So, Dan- yeah. yeah, Daniel was getting scrubbed up. And we're, I remember, I don't think we said very much. We were just sitting there, and we were just like, I, I was like, I don't know what to do. And I think he called his parents and... I don't, I don't know if I... He did not call his parents. I didn't do that until later. That. I, when I was on the operating table, Emily, I said, Daniel, have you texted your parents yet? And he goes, oh. And I was like, you should text them. I asked if if you wanted me to call your parents. Know and was, you said not yeah, yet. Right. We didn't know. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I didn't mean... I just, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, it was a rush. So, like, for sure, I just was sitting there like, I need something to do. That's... If, if things are happening, I want something to do. And so yeah. I was like, do you want me to call them? And he's like, no, I'm going to call them. And so I was like, do you want me to call like our pastors? Like there were a few pastors in our church and he, you were like, yeah, you can do that. Mm-mm. No one was awake and I couldn't wake anyone up. And so the only person I got a hold of was my mom. She was already awake. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we're in there and they finally, they called Daniel and it was just like this world. Like that was probably 30 minutes of activity but it felt like it happened in 30 seconds it was like a whirl of activity and from very like happy Shalene's having her baby on her due date it's gonna be so cool let's take pictures to like I don't know what's going on it's bad but but we don't know how bad panic yeah and no one's awake and we didn't think like like the idea of life threatening Mm -mm. wasn't like strongly in my mind I was scared for Shalene because okay. of the blood. I thought something was wrong with Shaleen. Hmm. And so I remember being scared of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember being like, we can't do this. Like, Shaleen has to make it through this. Yeah. And there was no nothing in my mind that thought something life-threatening with William. I was thinking about Shaleen. Just because I don't know if that just was like my basic like knee jerk response to like there's blood it's Shaleen. Well, and I think because of the amount of blood, it was so and it was me like that's what they decided is that they don't really know exactly what happened, but that it couldn't have been William because he would have been like gone, gone, gone. gone Yeah, if it because he that's more blood. But you were not headed like it it was just such a weird mix of emotions because I'm looking at it and my brain is telling me there's so much blood she's dying, but you're sitting up and talking to me and walking. And yes. I was just like, I don't. <laughs> and I will say this, like having done some medical training since then, mm-hmm. the amount of blood that looks bad versus the amount of blood that is bad mm-hmm. is quite a difference. So like for an adult 
human, mm -hmm. you once you lose two liters of blood, then it's like, okay, now you're going to start going into shock and stuff like that. But you can lose a liter of blood, which, I mean, if you think about it, is like... Half a soda bottle, half of a two liter. Wow. Yeah, you can lose half of a two liter, mm -hmm. and that's all on the floor. And you're still... And you're okay. How much is it when you donate a bag of blood? How much is that? That is a good question. Let it's me two, look that up. It's like two of the little ones. Quartz? What's smaller? Quarter pint? I'm bad at this. Uh, I, I think, think it's a pint two quarts. is smaller. Half a liter. Which is how many li pints or quarts? Oh, I, I mean, I don't know. That's okay. what I'm asking here. Okay. 500 milliliters, two quarts. Half a quart. A liter and a quart are basically the same. So oh, yeah, it's true. a pint? Because two pints make a quart? Sure. Mm -hmm. Can you check my conversion? It's Definitely. been since sixth grade. <laughs> it's one pint, yes. Okay. Yeah, so you okay. give a pint of blood. Oh, yeah, yeah duh. That's a thing. So anyway, Anyways. anyway, you Pardon. can lose double a blood donation, yeah. and you're still fine. Which that makes sense. And if sense. you just imagine yeah, that on the floor, <laughs> like that's like, holy cow. And then it's not till the second liter when it's like you start going into shock. Mm -hmm. So on the so anyway, to your point, Emily, like it looks like a ton, yeah. but looking back, it's like yeah. okay, it wasn't like two liters. Especially just that there was just something about like there. I, I remember this whole day super vividly, but there are moments throughout that day that like I don't want to sound dramatic, but like there's no other way to put it. like there are certain moments that like haunt me from that day, and mm -hmm. one of them is him pulling that blanket back. Like I. You could just see it when I close my eyes. And mm -hmm. I remember being like, she's going to die. Mm. She's dying. And so that's what I was scared. Mm. And so I was doing okay because Daniel was still in there. And so I had something to focus on being like, make sure Daniel's okay. Who can I call? And then as soon as Daniel was gone and you were in there and no one was answering the phones, mm -hmm. it very quickly became clear that there was nothing for me to do. And so I was across the the hall from you. Like yeah. I could see the OR from our room mm -hmm. and they had the door open. And I remember you going in there and then very quickly a nurse came tearing out of there and was like, we need to get respiratory up here now. And she screamed it and she ran back in. And that was when it was like, it was like all hell broke loose on that floor. Like once I walked through, no, once Daniel oh. had been in there, oh. like you guys had gone, I was alone. Okay. And then a nurse came out, yelled that, which is probably when they had already pulled William out. Yes. Yeah. And so that was when it was like flurry of activity. Everyone's coming and running up. Everyone's screaming things at each other. And it wasn't like, uh, I'm not, it wasn't like unorganized chaos. Like right. they were very competent. They knew what they were doing, but it was like, clearly this is not good this is very bad and that was what i remember I was standing in the door and i didn't make any noise but i started crying standing in the door and a nurse saw me and she came and shut the door on me and then i was like this is very bad because mm -hmm. now it's bad enough that they don't want me to see it and now i'm alone <laughs> and like which is for you i think is one of the worst things to be it's one it's of just, the worst things for me to be in general like, it's an emergency the medical staff is frantic and mm -hmm. emily is shut in a room by herself and something about like <laughs> when the door was open and i'm a control person too and i felt like i still had some semblance of like my friends are right there like mm -hmm. i can see that they're right there yeah and then the door shutting was really bad and i remember like i fell down and i was on the floor playing on the floor in your hospital room just crying and i 
was like pray- obviously I was praying, but I had like worship music playing, and I remember I kept playing that song "Be Praised" by Maverick City, mm-hmm. and I just kept singing that over and over and over again, mm-hmm. and. Yeah, I was pretty much just laying on the floor crying because I thought sh- my friend was dying and I didn't know what was going on because they just said respiratory. Mm. I'm like, that didn't mean William. That didn't, it could yeah. be William. It could be Shaleen. Like, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like laying there and I had my phone right there in case I needed it. And um, Daniel texted me mm-hmm. and I thought if Daniel's texting me from the OR, that means everything's okay. Cause like mm-hmm. if it's a bad, he won't have his phone. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yes. So I opened it and it said, um, trying to resuscitate him mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And I remember that was like, uh, yeah, that I really lost it then. Cause yeah, that was just the first time that I was like, Oh, the, the baby is not okay. Mm-hmm. Like Shalene yeah. is fine. William is not good. And, like, not he's having trouble breathing or, like, he's, you know, just having trouble breathing on his own. Like, they're trying to resuscitate him. And you said, please pray. And I remember, like, calling my mom. And I was sobbing. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong. The dentist said they're trying to resuscitate him. And I remember I was, like, screaming at her. I ended up hanging up because she was, asked, she was, like, naturally asking me questions. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know anything. It was, just, it was easier to, like, not be talking to anyone at that point. Um, yeah. And for those that don't know, haven't heard the story. So like we get in, they do the C-section and they pull William out mm-hmm. and I can't see cause they always put a big curtain kind mm-hmm. of across, um, across you or, in, you know, so you can't see, um, and you expect to hear crying. And yeah. what I heard was like, baby comes out and then they kind of walk him to the corner, put him on a little bed and you just hear like one and two and three yeah. and four and and it's like oh my gosh like it was the the terrifying silence mm-hmm. of no baby cries and then them counting little com- baby compressions yeah and so that's probably when I basically texted you yeah it was pretty quick when you texted me and um yeah, you texted me, and I remember I just said, praying, I love you guys, and you said, mm-hmm. we love you too. And at that point, I think your mom texted me okay, and asked me, do you know what's happening? Hmm. And I, I definitely had texted my family by then. Yes. Yeah. And I yeah. said, I'm here. Um, I said, all I know is they're trying to resuscitate him but I don't know anything else. And she said, okay, we're, we're on our way. Um, and so that was like the first people I saw was your parents and then your parents got there. Oh, okay. I thought, I thought from when you told me before my parents got there first. I don't remember whose. I just remember because I remember it was there. weird. Honestly, I think my Shalene's parents, parents got, there, got there, first there first because that might be we true. called my mom before we called you. Yeah, on our way to the hospital because that had always been the go plan was yeah. to like tell my mom, and so that she could head over from Palmyra, an hour and a half away, and yeah. then let you know that we were headed in. And so yeah, so mom all knew, I remember but... was like being alone and then being with four adults, <laughs> being like <laughs> four parents who were like, "What's going on?" Yeah, yeah. and. I had to, I felt like I kind of had to quickly go from like laying on the floor, having a nervous breakdown to being like, okay, I'm the receptionist. I, I'm How the one you? that's been yeah. here and I can tell you what I know. Cause that's just, 
they just wanted to know what I knew. And right. I was like, I know what you know, but I understand because I was there. They weren't there yet. You know, all those things. Yeah. And somewhere in there, my brother answered the phone, Ryan. Mm-hmm. And he came to the hospital, but he was just in the lobby. And he was like, I'm just in the lobby if you need me. Mm-hmm. And he was like on the phone with me. Ryan was great that whole day, by the Ryan way. Ryan was amazing. Yeah. And he so. Was a great friend. At that point, uh, uh, gosh, it kind of got blurry there while we were, we were waiting a little bit. And it felt like pretty quickly they brought William into the nursery and he was, his heart was beating, but he wasn't breathing on his own. So he was intubated and had like a bunch of stuff on him. And the the nursery is just like right there in the hallway outside your room and there's a big window. And so all of us, me and your parents were over at the window and I remember Daniel coming out and we just didn't know what was going on still. Like still nothing. Right. And and again, this was also at a time when like Shalene and I didn't have any appreciation for how severe your body severely your body suffers over certain time spans of oxygen deprivation. Mm-hmm. So if I remember correctly, Shalene Googled this like weeks or months after this day. It's like a week like, after. Mm-hmm. Of like how many minutes until things get bad. Mm-hmm. And we learned much later that like after 10 minutes, it's like your your livelihood is in question Yeah. of 10 minutes of oxygen deprivation. Mm-hmm. And by this time... William had been, they got him like kind of reset. They got a heartbeat at like 15 minutes. Yeah. And so then he was intubated and they had the little breather bag that they were squeezing for him. Yeah. And that was basically it. So he has kind of a heartbeat Mm -hmm. and he's breathing with the little bag. He was really blue. Yes. And I remember like, like pale, but also sort of blue. blue. And so we're like 30 minutes from him being born, but I don't know. Like, I, like I, I don't know I, what I a fresh no... baby looks like. <laughs> like yeah. I've never well, seen a baby that like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, you're and just I trying no... to reconcile everything in your head. So I was like, maybe babies kind of look bluish. Well, okay. It wasn't, he wasn't purple. He wasn't, but babies come out looking like white, like, pa- yes. like pasty. Unless you're a me baby and then you come out red. Oh, well. But so they our have children that, should be They red. have that stuff on you, though, <laughs> it is what you're talking about. They have that, like... The white filmy the white stuff? filmy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just know, anytime I've seen a baby come out, they're like, they've got white, goopy stuff on yeah. them. Sure. Which he had been cleaned off. And William was clean, Yeah, but he looked kind of white, you know, colorless. And yes. so I'm just like, okay, okay. new, yeah. new non-colored baby look. And I think I, I knew 10 minutes was bad, but... You didn't tell me till like over a week later that it had been 15 minutes. And I remember being shocked because it felt like it had been maybe five minutes, but also felt like it had been three hours. And I I was shocked when you told me that they worked on him for 15 minutes. So I don't think that that just wasn't in my head that he had been that long without oxygen. I didn't think it had been that long. And again, I wasn't in the room. So I was just getting texts from you. And even though I did know it was 15 minutes, I didn't know if that's bad or not. Yeah, exactly. So that wasn't really happening. But I remember 
for some reason, I was, maybe your parents were talking to someone, talking to a nurse. And so me and Shalene's parents were standing in front of the glass. And I remember the nurse, Denise, was, um, she was the one that was like doing that bag. And I know her, we all know her. And she didn't know whose baby it was. She came in, her shift started in the middle of the scuffle. Oh. And so she didn't know whose baby it was. And I remember she like looked up and like did a double take when she saw me and she looked down and she knows that we're best friends. And so she started crying as soon as she saw me, she realized who baby it was. And she like yelled and had someone else come and take him. Hmm. And she ran into the hallway and just like hugged me. She was amazing that day. Um, I didn't even know that because I remember a male nurse or someone. He took over for her. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize that. I didn't know Denise had been doing that. Yeah. So to my knowledge, I think what what she told me was she didn't realize whose baby it was until she saw us. Yeah. And uh, I think at that point, Jeremy, our pastor, like called me back because I've called him 150 times. (laughs) I felt bad. Yeah. And he got up there at some point in this while we were still waiting with William and before you came out. And so at this point before you got, came out into your recovery room out of the OR. I came out right after William. It's like a couple minutes, I think. I don't know. Maybe. I just know they rolled him to the nursery Mm -hmm. and then like pretty much right behind. I thought they rolled my bed. Maybe I just didn't know that you were out yet. Oh, it did. They did have to transfer me from the operating table to a gurney. I think I was going to say, I thought there was a little time there. Okay. So they started moving me as soon as they moved William. But yes. You hadn't made it to us yet. And it weren't where we could see you at least. Okay. Um, And so in that time when they were transferring you, Dr. Kenny the pediatrician came out and I remember she was, she was just talking to me and the parents and said like, uh, he's very sick. I remember she said that like his heart is beating. We got his heart beating. He's very sick. And she said, we think something is wrong with his intestines. She did say something like yeah. something on the ultrasound, ultrasound looked like something in his abdomen wasn't yes. right. And I remember his belly was really like distended. Like his belly was really round. Um, and so even then, like he's very sick. Something's not right in his abdomen. I was still like, okay, doable. Like we can do this. <laughs> this is fine. And I, I, don't, I, I I just was confused. And that, that was at that point when people were waking up for the day and started calling me back. And so then in the middle of that, too, everyone started calling me back. And I just didn't know what to say. I was like, I don't know. Like, right. I, don't, <laughs> I was like, it's not good. It's bad. But it, I don't. And so that was confusing. And I think by that time, life flight or whatever it's called, air evac. Yeah. Was on its way yes. from Columbia. And that and was so we the were next... basically just waiting for him for yes. the helicopter to get here. And so that was the next thing was they said like you can go in there. Um, you were coming out and I think your parents went to see you. And so they told me, You can go in and I remember I walked into the nursery at the same time as air, the Airy Vac people. And I thought they were gonna like scoop him and take him right then. And so I was like 
running in there because I was like, oh, I wanted to see him before he left. And I ended up getting like 10 minutes in there with him. And so got to like take pictures of him and with him and like, you know, I couldn't, you know, you couldn't like hold him or anything, but I could hold his little hand and, um, just, I don't know, be in there. And then at some point your mom got let back in there and Sandy, I think my mom didn't get to go in. Maybe it was just Sandy that I'm thinking of then. Okay. So Sandy and I were in there and we were just in there. They were waiting for him to stabilize enough maybe before they put him on the helicopter. I don't know. I was just in there. They just had to like unpack a bunch of stuff. They had to like do a bunch of readings on him. Then they had to call back to Columbia and Mm -hmm. tell them what was going on. So there was no waiting necessarily. I just remember they them were just, saying... There was just a ton of prep that they had to do. I remember them saying, like, we have 10 minutes to get him on this helicopter or else the pilot... Because pilots can only fly so much. Mm-hmm. And they said, like, if we don't get him on this helicopter within 10 minutes, we're going to have to go back to Columbia and then send a new pilot back to get him. Yes. And I was like, over my dead body will that happen. I was right. like, this baby's getting on this helicopter. Yeah. Which obviously, there was nothing I was going to do. But yeah, I felt very helpless and so they did get him and i remember that was when it really like hit they put him in this big like chamber incubator type it wasn't an incubator because they were keeping him cold and they kept saying that to you like we need to keep him cool and slowly warm him back up in columbia he might be there for a couple weeks and being like okay that's not that bad in the grand scheme of NICU. Yeah, and they, they told me that. I remember them saying a few days, actually. Of, yeah. But there's yeah, like, yeah. like they the, on his bed, they can cool him like, I don't know, six or mm-hmm. so many degrees Fahrenheit just so that um, you could kind of preserve his brain function and things like that, which is something that could happen in general with like people. Like if you ever get lost out in the woods in the winter and you're like freezing to death. Um, yeah out in nature like they can find you like 12 hours later and you're still fine so yeah so there's something to be said for like cooling down your body but anyway they're just trying to like do everything they could to give william the best chance yeah and so i remember like getting stepping out of the nursery and being in the hallway for them to transfer him and they said like we don't have much time to stop but we're gonna go by shaleen's room and let her like reach up because there were like holes in the side where you could stick your hand in and I was standing in the hallway and remember when he went by and all the parents followed him to go to your room with him or stand outside your room with him. And that being like, I really lost it then. And Jeremy was there and he had to kind of grab me because I was just like, once you see, he was so big. And so I remember like looking at him being like, he's so big and beautiful and like, he'll be fine. Like babies this big, nothing bad happens to them. You know, when you think of babies that like pass away, it's babies that came really early and they're so tiny. Yeah. And, but when they put him in that thing, he looked really tiny Mm -hmm. because it was so big. And so I remember just like seeing him and the thing breathing for him and moving his chest and him going and just being like this is not good and still not knowing that it was going to be that bad. But I was like, this is horrible. And we're just like losing it and then being like, all right, I'm okay. I've got to go see Shalene cause I still haven't seen you. And so they took him 
for some reason, for some reason I was outside mm-hmm. when the helicopter took off because I took pictures of the helicopter leaving. Well, Sandy, did you walk out with Sandy and Bob? Because Sandy and Bob were walking out to leave to try to go to Sandy's mom's funeral. Yes. Oh, gosh, yes. I think I did walk them out. Yeah. 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 And so then I came back upstairs with you. We were all just kind of like shell-shocked. And I remember them saying, it's going to be a while before you can see him. So why don't you all take a nap? And we'll call you when you can come to Columbia. And I remember being like, okay, I'll figure that out later, like whether I'm going to stay with Shalene or go with Daniel, like we'll just see what the situation is. And your parents and I were starving. Daniel was hungry. You were, I think at that point you thought you were hungry. I knew I was going to be, yeah. Yeah. And so we were like, let's go get breakfast Mm -hmm. and we'll bring food back for them. And then everybody will go to sleep for a little bit. So your parents and I went, got breakfast, which (laughs) like looking back seems wild, like we were just like, okay, let's go have breakfast. And I mean, I there was mean, nothing else we could do. Nope. We needed to eat. And so we went. I don't think I ever ate that burrito. Probably not. You brought it to us. I don't I even so remember what it. I ate or if I ate. I, I was a mess. And I so you brought me a burrito and we put it in the nurse's break room fridge. And I. Yes. Yep. We went, got, ate breakfast, took it, went by your house and you wanted your journal. So I got your journal and stuff like that. We brought it back to you and. Daniel's out asleep mm-hmm. by the time we got back there. And so I was like, sick, let's all go to sleep. So I left. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is great. So I went to my mom's house because she had my dog and I just, whatever. And I remember I got there and she was asking me all these questions. And I was like, I love you. I will tell you everything. I have to sleep and be ready for what's going to happen. And the second I laid my head down on my pillow, my brother Ryan called me. And he was like, hey, um, are you staying with Shalene or are you coming to Columbia? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, well, Daniel just called me and asked me to drive him to Columbia now. And I was like, no, he didn't. The doctor told us it's going to be a few hours. And Daniel's asleep. And he was like, hmm? I beg to differ because I'm on my way to pick him up. Little did Emily know that... Um I had like laid down for like 10 minutes and then Columbia called and was like, Hey, he's probably not going to make it. Yeah. So if you want to see him before he goes, you need to come now. Yeah. And so we're like, so well, geez, okay, I guess I'm going, you know, and Shalene was like, go. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going. Fun. So yeah, all of that happened. Yeah. So I hung up on Ryan and Daniel was asleep. So I called Shalene <laughs> and I was like, Hey, what's going on? Like Ryan just called me and asked me if I'm going to Columbia, what, what's going on? And you were so calm. And I remember you said, Oh, has Daniel not called you yet? And as soon as you said that, there was just something in your voice. And I was like, no. And I, st- I got up out of bed. I was standing in the middle of the room and you said, okay, you're not going to like this. And I said, okay. And you said, the doctor called us and William's not going to make it. And I, I fell down. Apparently I just collapse when I hear things. And so I like <laughs> fell down on the floor and I remember my mom saw me fall and she was like, what, what's wrong? And I was like, I just Stay sat there and you, you stayed quiet and for a while. And then you're like, are you okay? And I said, what do you want me to do? And you said, I want you to go to Columbia. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
done. And so I jumped up. I hung up, jumped up, and ran. I remember my mom was screaming after me and being like, you, you need to let me drive you. Like, you can't drive like this. And I was like, nope, I don't have time. And I got in the car and drove away. And I, I was hysterical at this point. I'm, I'm sobbing. I get in the car. I'm driving. I ended up meet catching up with you guys mm-hmm. on the highway, on the way to Columbia, which is an hour and a half drive from yeah. where we live. Yeah. We hit... Moberly, which is about 30 minutes no. out. Moberly's an hour. From Columbia, I mean, sorry. Oh, yes. About 30 minutes out from where we were going yes. from Columbia. Yes. And I run out of gas because I was so, I was just so frantic that I didn't, I didn't realize. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never run out of gas in my entire life. I keep forgetting this part. <laughs> it was I a whole ordeal, babe. I am now on a gravel road because I pulled off the highway. Yeah losing my mind it's like 90 degrees that day first of all yeah june 29th i'm hysterical and i remember i called jeremy our pastor because i knew he would be coming to columbia and he was 30 minutes behind me and i was screaming i was like you have to help me out of gas and him and roger our other pastor (laughs) were in the car together and he's like okay we're gonna get you gas and he stopped that was the longest 30 minutes of my entire life. I was so upset because it was like the doctor said, like, he might be gone before you get here. Yeah. And so I knew at that point, like, time is of the essence. I have to get there. And I couldn't do anything. And I was just on the side of the road. Like, try- I remember trying to pray and just mostly, like, singing worship songs and s- just sobbing. Mm-hmm. And so they got there. And they could not get the gas in my car. And I remember being on the side of the road and screaming, being like, leave my car. We need to go. And they're like, we're not leaving your car here. And so they got gas in the car. And at that point, they were like whispering to each other. And I knew it was about me. <laughs> and finally, Jeremy came over and just kind of put his hand on my shoulder. He's like, um, you can't drive. And he was like, so you're going to come with me. And Roger's going to take your car. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> go <laughs> we need to leave right now yeah and i tried to be like maybe you should try to close your eyes and i was like i'm not gonna close my eyes drive the car and we got there and uh ryan was obviously already there he brought daniel and uh daniel and chalene were there or not daniel Chalene, sorry bob and sandy were there mm-hmm. yeah they had and redirected they were headed to Kansas City to fly out for Sandy's mom's funeral. Yes. But they ended up turning and going down to Columbia. They which beat I'm me. thankful. Yeah, because th- they beat me because of the gas fiasco. Yeah. Which they got that they got there. Um, and your lovely photo. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a minute. Th- okay. I got there okay, okay. and they have <laughs> us like. Side story. Yeah. They have us like in the main lobby. I am a wreck at this point. I've been crying for solid two, three, four hours now, if we're being honest. And we're like in the main lobby of the women's and children's hospital. Children are coming in and I am frightening them because I am like in a disheveled ball on this couch, losing my mind. And we, we, there couldn't be any more people in with William at that point, which I was fine. Like just being in the hospital and Jeremy, I remember, kind of went up um, right outside where you guys were. And so I was sitting down in the lobby with my brother. 
And at this point, I will say I was still very much like, he's going to be okay. There's always something you can do. Medicine has come so far. Right. We don't let babies die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, was, I was I was upstairs with him basically in the same yes. boat thinking the same thing. Yeah. So I was still like, he's absolutely going to be fine. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a crazy story. What a life this kid's going to have because he's going to, we're going to be like, man, yeah. the day you were born, what yeah. a, you really put us through the ringer. And so I'm like, that's where I'm at. But still very upset because whether he lived or not, this was horrible. And so I was down there and I just remember Jeremy came back down and he looked at me for a really long time and then he just shook his head. And yeah, and I, yeah, that was just bad. And so then I was in the middle of the very public lobby, very much not okay. And at some point I was, I leaned over and I was like in Ryan's lap, just like losing it. And Jeremy finally like said out loud, he's gone. And I think it wasn't very long of that before Daniel texted me and said, can you please come up here and see him? And for, for those of you that maybe haven't heard, so like what had happened is, they had given him platelets. They had given him blood mm-hmm. on se- on like two times. And when I mm-hmm. got there, like I was not fully understanding what the situation was because Dr. Vasharjani um, was like explaining like we've done these things and I don't, he was kind of talking like we're going to lose him, but mm-hmm. wasn't saying that well, necessarily. And, and he was the doctor who had called us and said, come because mm-hmm. if you want to see him. Right. And even when he called, Shalene had to explain to me like, no, they're calling because he's not probably not going to make it. So you need to go and see him before he goes. And I was like, is that what he said? Shalene's like, yes, bye. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. We were in big like, denial. Like I, and then even when I got there, it's just so I f- thought he was describing to me like, we <laughs> can give him blood and we can give him stuff and we're working on it. And I was like, oh, so can we do that? And he's like, no, we already did. And I was like, Oh, yeah. And I was like, well, can we do it again? And he's like, yeah, we can do it again. But we already know that every time we touch him, his skin breaks and he starts bleeding. Yeah. Um, like his feet were bleeding. His hands were bleeding. They were putting little stickers on his head with for brain sensors. And then he started bleeding from the skin on his head. And then they just kind of had to stop doing that. And like anytime they gave him some sort of transfusion, nothing was changing. And so it just came to a point where it was like, there's literally, literally nothing we can do. And so it had come to a point where I was in the room with baby William. Shalene was on FaceTime. And so that was as best as she could be present, you know, post C-section. And so Shalene and I made the decision together to unplug all of the things and let William go. And so... I held William while they unplugged everything and I, I held him as, mm-hmm. as he went away. And so that's what was happening on the second floor while Emily was on the yeah. first floor. And I do now that you said that, I do remember that when I got there, my brother said, um, cause Ryan had gone upstairs and he wasn't in there with you, but he could see. Right. He was like in the hall and, 
it was all glass and kind of see in there told me that he said he just won't stop bleeding yeah and uh i remember being like you've got the wrong baby like he wasn't bleeding yeah um because he looked perfect yeah he did not bleed in kirksville at all no and i was like that's not true and ryan was like "Mm, i'm here to tell you it's true and i was like it's not true you're talking about the wrong baby yeah (laughs) i was like he's not bleeding he wasn't bleeding and ryan told me that like they put the things on his head and he wouldn't stop bleeding and i was like no like that's not true because he was i saw him i was with him i have pictures of him yeah i touched him i'm like "I, i touched him he wasn't bleeding right and uh so that was the other thing. It's just like really hard to reconcile the information I was being given with the baby I just seen. And I, I was just so confused. I was like, what do you mean he's bleeding? And so that was the other part of like, no, no, he's going to be okay because like you're talking about the wrong kid. Hmm. And so. Yeah. So you ended yeah. up coming up. Yeah. Daniel, which that was the picture Shalene was talking about was, um, they make you wear a sticker with your picture. It's like a visitor ID. For if the, you're going to go on to the NICU floor or yeah. any maternity floor. Yeah. And it has your name and a picture of you as your ID. And obviously I'm, so, I'm hysterical and I'm not thinking, I don't care about this picture. And your eyes were like swollen shut. Swollen almost. shut. Yeah. I mean, I've been sobbing <laughs> for hours. It is horrible. And Jeremy was like... I'm not, I can't, I can't go in, but I can walk you up. Cause I was just not well. I don't think anyone trusted me to walk. And so he like walked me up to the thing. I remember he's standing right there behind me. I think he like had his hand on my back. He really thought I was going to go down and which I had twice at that point in this day. So fair enough. Um, and the lady, you could just tell she was working in a women's and children's hospital and she was used to trying to make people feel better. And she was not putting together who she was talking to and what the situation was i'm sobbing and she goes take this picture and she goes well you could at least smile and i i did <laughs> but i mean the picture of me is like me literally trying to smile with tears coursing so this is i did not see this photo until like a couple weeks after yeah. William died and it was in Emily's car or it may have been even longer. Cause you yeah. went back, you went back for an appointment with your sister-in-law they and they made you, you the same use picture. the same picture. They won't retake it. Right. So you had that sticker from that day. Yeah. It was a while later. Anyway, I saw it and I'm so sorry, but you I just started so laughing. It was really bad. I had told you the story, but you hadn't yes. seen the picture. Yeah. No, it was, it was, it was bad. I still have the sticker, the original Do sticker. Really? yeah but um insult to injury it was just (laughs) it's laughable though because it was such a terrible day yeah it's just you know yeah and just the fact that i'm such a people pleaser that that you smile okay and yeah (laughs) yep and so i and you could tell that porter is like i do not hold that against her soon she said it you could tell she realized like why i was there Mm. and was like she didn't say anything but there's nothing you can say yeah sure. once you Hon- say that honest mistake honest mistake so yeah that was uh anyways they let me up at that point and um they had like already taken everything off of william and he, there he were, was gone he was gone yeah and it, but he wasn't hooked up to anything anymore right. and the nurses were in there cleaning him up Yes. When I got in there. Yes. And so uh, they let you, I remember I was in there and you like picked out a 
blanket and a hat for him. Right. And we got him dressed and then we all got to hold him and like, yeah, which was good. Um, but also like not, it was hard. Yeah, it was hard because I mean, obviously I was holding him. My mom and dad got to hold him. Um, and I offered for Emily to hold him Mm -hmm. and it didn't occur to me that like, Oh, I'm letting Emily hold him, but Shalene has literally not gotten to hold him at this point. Yeah. And I did not put two and two together until like that evening until I got back to Shalene and she was like, you let Emily hold him? Yeah. And I was like, oh no, what have I done? And I remember when I was holding him and I was like, everyone gave each other space. And so everyone kind of stepped away when I was holding him and I remember like crying and that was the first thing I said was like, your mommy should be here. And so that was in my head the whole time, but it was just very conflicting because I wanted to be with my friend. (laughs) Like I wanted to be with Shaleen and I was very aware of like his mom isn't here and she doesn't have him, but I also wanted to like honor everything that you wanted too. of like, I'm here And I love this baby and I love my friends and he wants me to hold him and I want to hold him. It was just a very hard, like, there's no winning, Mm -hmm. (laughs) obviously. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think in retrospect, Shaleen needs to hold the baby first. And that's, that's a mistake that I own. Um, But I don't know. I'm curious to get your thoughts, Shaleen. I don't know. I don't know. I felt very strongly in that moment. I remember, well, because he didn't even tell me. M. He I was know. showing me I, pictures. He showed you that. Because Daniel show- snapped some pictures. So this of is me. a day of Emily collapsing on the floor and crying. This is a day of me just not putting two and two together all day. <laughs> Literally. All and this day. is the day of me starting to just overfunction. So I'm putting everything together <laughs> extremely did, yeah. fast. You did. And so, yeah. So we, we had sh- a shared album. Yeah. Yeah. And he put that those pictures of me in it, which yes. I hadn't even seen. Right. That's I didn't know he took. Yeah. But he was with me. When I first saw them. Yeah. And I did react very strongly of like, what the actual heck? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But in retrospect, I don't know that I would have. I think the way it worked out was really great. Later on, you told me, like, I remember telling you that I felt really. I knew you were upset about it. And I remember telling you that I was really upset. I remember you like very genuinely being like thank you for being there with my baby. Mm -hmm. And so that did make it like better, like in retrospect, but didn't make it better on that day. That was like, yeah. Yeah. No, I think how I feel about it genuinely now is that like the same thing. Like, thank you for being there for my baby. Mm -hmm. And thank you for like honoring my husband's wishes. Mm -hmm. And like, and what? So I can't hold him. So no one else can love him in those moments. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's. It's not just right. hard. It's not something that. It's not a bridge I thought we would ever have to cross. <laughs> well, that's true. We did not plan for that. It's not in the friendship contract. It's really not. Yeah. So. Yeah. But it worked yeah. well because then, like, later I got to hold him. Like, we got to dress him. And then, and then for family stuff, when we did photos before the funeral, you I wasn't there. Exactly. So I'm glad you held him. Yeah. When you did. 
Yeah, I remember you saying that, like, at the funeral when I got up to the receiving line, you said, I feel like you should be standing here. And I was like, I can't stand. Like, apparently my legs are the first thing to go. (laughs) But, yeah. uh, Anyways. Anyway. We got that time with him. And once... It was just such a weird day. Like, once... It was really hard to leave him because I knew that was, like, we were leaving him. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't. Which, in retrospect, I have read books where, like, it's your baby. You can do what you want. And, like, you can request to take the body home. Oh. And, like, you take it to the funeral director. Or, like, and you can, like. Just even today, this is not, like, an old time thing. No, this is, like, today yeah. in the book that I have that's called Empty Cradle or, like. Yeah, Empty Cradle, Broken Heart. Okay. Like, recently published of, like, yeah, you can totally ask to, like, bring your child home. Yeah, because, I mean, it's your kid for crying out loud. Right, it's your kid. Yeah. And so there's, and to my knowledge, it may vary by state, but there are no laws against that. You can have the body. Yeah. You can take Mm. it to the funeral director because they can't embalm a baby anyway. So there's no preparation. They just keep them cold because they can't, the embalming will, like, ruin, like, will rupture. And it's no bueno. They can't do it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's deteriorating. I just remember him looking so different at the funeral than when I held him. Yeah. It was like a different baby. Yeah. So I am glad because like he was still like not to get too like detailed or anything, but like he was still a baby. Right. Like he's still, he was gone, but he was a baby still when I held him. Like it, he felt like a baby. And so that was really hard, though. I will say, like, in the the weeks and months that followed, like, I had a lot of trouble sleeping. Mm. And it was because every part of it was because I was asleep when you went into labor mm. and Daniel woke me up. And so my body wouldn't let me go back to sleep because I was just scared that something was going to happen that I was going to miss, which mm. I don't know what else could have happened. But also, like, every time I closed my eyes, that was what I saw was like him in my arm. Like I remember watching him go into my arms cause Daniel handed them to me. And that every time I closed my eyes, that was all I could see. And so I just didn't want to have my eyes closed cause wow. it was like simultaneously, like I would never give, want to give that up that I got to hold him. But it was also the hardest thing. <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. just what was there for me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but we all left together. Like we all walked out at the same time and it was just hard because he was just there and we all just left. And, but I remember like, as soon as we got out of the hospital doors, it was like, okay, we have to get back to Chilean. Like it, it's get back to Chilean time. That's what matters. And, uh, Jeremy and Roger drove me back. Um, it actually worked out well because Daniel ended up taking his car back and we left my car. I, I for drove my, myself drove back. Drove back. My uncle was flying in from Boston that night yeah. into Columbia. Yep. So Ryan stayed with my car and picked him up. Yep. And I ended up driving home with Jeremy and Roger. We stopped and got food and I remember being so mad and being, and that Jeremy's like, you have to put food in your body. And I was like, make me. And he did. And <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, and I, I just, remember, I don't know. I was just like, get, just get me home. <laughs> like at first it was get me there and I was get me home and you wanted sushi. 
Oh. Yeah. I got home and immediately went and got you sushi. I fell in the sushi restaurant. Oh, no. Another fall. Another fall. We're up to three. I was, first of all, okay, it's dark in that sushi restaurant. It is. I want to say that. Yep. It's very dark, which feels like a safety hazard. <laughs> I've all been crying. My Apparently eyes for were, you. were very swollen. I was dehydrated and slept. <laughs> I fell. I got your sushi. I brought it to you. Thanks, pal. It was good. It was that. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I don't think I ate. And uh, I don't remember, like that night i remember being there with you your family was there I, st- I stayed at the hospital for quite a while i think i did go back to my own house that night and then just like i i oh no i went back to your house and got you stuff at some point in there because there was blood on the bed yeah on the bed you took care of that i too. did oh, so at the gosh. time i worked for a company that did like carpet and upholstery cleaning and i was just the office administrator but um, I called the, my boss who owned the company goes to our church. And so she knew what was going on the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I called her and I was like, someone needs to come and clean the bed for Shalene before she gets home. Uh, and I got up the next morning and met them there while they cleaned. Mm-hmm. And I, I like, I don't know if I've even told you this at that point, like while they were cleaning it. I came up and sat in his nursery and I just sat on the floor and cried in the middle of his nursery until they were done. And then I, I went to work. Yeah. Which You're ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe was but. insanity. I didn't make it. I, I made it like an hour and then I was sure. like, I have to go. Yeah. And I remember like texting Daniel and he was like, just come to the hospital. And so I ended up at the hospital for most of the day with you. Mm-hmm. And like, I think I helped you do your discharge papers. Mm-hmm. I also kicked you. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> felt so bad. It was an accident. I, was I thought it was funny, but who else was up there? Ash- it was, she shot daggers at you. Couldn't have cared less. I was like, nobody feels worse about this than I do, so don't even look at me. Oh, boy. <laughs> don't even look at me right now. Which, okay, to be fair, like, I kicked your foot. Like, oh, yeah, it, it was fine. I didn't, like, kick fine. her in the stomach or anything. Like, oh, gosh. I was trying to get up in the bed, and she was sitting in a chair next to the bed, and I, like, kicked her foot. But you went, ow. <laughs> But yeah. anyways, all good. I think the hardest part of that day was yeah. you were getting discharged. You in the car seat. Yeah. So I offered to take your brother-in-law was there mm-hmm. from California. And I was like, Alan, let's take their bags down. And in the back of my mind, I knew like the car seat is in the car. And so we took the car seat out of the car. Mm-hmm. That was fall four. That was not good. He did catch me, so I technically did not fall. It was knees give out for. Uh, <laughs> and so that was really hard of just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. There was never anything in me that was like, I sh- we should hide things in the house. Like all mm-hmm. the baby stuff is out. But for some reason, the car seat, I was like, well, we need to move the car seat. Like mm-hmm. leaving this hospital is going to be enough. The mm-hmm. car seat needs to go in the trunk. Mm-hmm. And yeah, his little sound monitor was like hanging on it that I got him it was just a lot so I don't know those next few days weeks months year was (laughs) not good (laughs) but I will say like you guys took really good care of me like I remember that 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 day Daniel texted people and was like can people also make sure that they're checking on Emily too Mm -hmm. so like people from church checked on me Mm -hmm. Daniel made me dinner 
at one point that week and brought mm-hmm. it to me. Mm-hmm. You yeah. gave me like melatonin because I was like, I can't sleep. And like, <laughs> it didn't help. <laughs> but it. Join uh, the club. Yeah. Yeah. No, no one was sleeping. No one was. Daniel was. Yeah. I. You went the other way. Oh, yeah, I did. I felt like I was only sleeping like nine hours a night, which I can do normally. Only. <laughs> yeah. But I, I apparently I was doing 11 or 12. I just know. Well. I don't know because my memory, I wasn't in an okay spot. So your sleep compared to my hour and a half felt like forever, even yeah. nine hours and normal. Sure. But you did take naps a few days. Yeah. That so. was the other thing was like Shaleen was so not okay, which like, okay, duh, obviously. But it was not the response any of us expected her to have. Like she went into overdrive, not shut down. And mm-hmm. I was shut down. Yes. And so then it was like. I remember, like, any time that I was going to be with you, which those first few days was every day, mm-hmm. I would be like, okay, we have to come out of shutdown to be with Shaleen because this is what Shaleen needs right now. Mm-hmm. And if she's going to be going, then I'm going to be going. And so being like, like, going to be with you. But, like, I was very much, like, not leaving the house, not doing anything, mm-hmm. not really eating, not sleeping. That was my response. And you were like, you wanted to do things. Mm-hmm. Which is a valid, super valid response. Just I didn't expect it, which I don't know why. I feel I should have expected that from you. I don't know. It's not the stereotypical sad mom response. Daniel was having a stereotypical sad dad response. Sure. And I was having a meltdown. And I was like, why is Shaleen dressed? (laughs) Like, what's going on? (laughs) But... You guys took really, you were very good friends. I was like, why are they taking care of me? Like, Daniel brought me dinner and I, I lost it. I was like, ah. but. Yeah, we all did take care of each other in different yeah. ways and different times. Mm-hmm. So, and there's no right or wrong way to do it necessarily. No, so. you just kind of have to. Yeah. I mean, Walk hopefully it's through. not ever something we have to figure out again. So. Yeah. But. but I was very, like, I don't know, people have asked me, like, if you could go back, would you not go? Like, and you've apologized. You're like, I'm so sorry that we had you there. And I was like, no. I was so honored to be there. Like, it, even with, like, what I said, like, holding William was the best thing that I got to do and the hardest mm-hmm. thing. I would never give up being there. And, yeah, I just wouldn't ever give up being there. Like, I'm really honored that for the time that he had on Earth, like, I was with him, I saw him, I touched him, and I was with you guys, and I don't think I helped at all. I think I was just a mess, but being there, I'm glad I was there. And so I wouldn't, ch- if I could go back and change it, I would not change being there at all. Yeah. Yeah, well, I appreciate you sharing your uh your side of the story emily because i mean and i don't regret having you there or asking you to be there and you've been uh, a very dear friend and a very close friend to us and i know yep. you'll always be auntie m yes it's a little william my little so, william yeah so it's i think it's it can be hard and sad to talk about him but mm-hmm. at the same time there's like just a deep sense of love yeah i don't want to not talk about him yeah and so, um, yeah, it's just good. It's good. I don't know if there's a smooth way to end this, but yeah. I think it's just 
it is what it is. And we'll continue to talk about him and we'll continue to, to remember him. So the -hmm. conversation in a way just kind of just goes on. So for sure. Yes. We love him very much. Yeah. But unless you guys have any other last thoughts, I think, I think that's a good place to end it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yep. Thanks Emily and Shalene for being here. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Love you guys. Love you guys. Have a great day. Thank you.